Church, I am turning now to the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter, verses 35 through 40. So I'm going to ask out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ, if you would please stand in this moment so that we can give the Lord his due honor. Beginning with verse 35. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all of those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. This is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Well, church, we are going to continue in the gospel of John this morning. Uh, what uh, what struck me as I was uh, reading through the Gospel of John a couple of weeks ago uh, were the I Am sayings. Two uh, of those sayings really uh, struck me. Uh, one, of, one of those being uh, that Jesus says, I am the bread of life. So just to, just to recap from, from last Sunday, these I Am sayings, which there are seven of them, uh, that are unique to the Gospel of John are a way that Jesus takes the normal, everyday kind of things and puts them into uh, context, in, into a, a divine light, if you will, to say, hey, look, the common, the ordinary, this is a way that I want to speak about myself, to say that I am no ordinary man. Jesus saying, in fact, I am the Son of God. I am the God-man. There is divine status. Come and seek me. Come and, and believe in me. And Jesus is using bread, which we all know and, and love and is a, is a staple to, to everyday life, to, to speak about something deeper and spiritual, and, and ultimately he's speaking about himself. So, I, I was thinking about the bread of life and thinking about how we could, uh, we could unpack that, and, and I thought about a, uh, a youth trip that I took several uh, years ago where uh, I, I was asked to be a, a chaperone on this trip, and part of the trip was uh, going to Lambert's. Uh, at restaurant in Foley, Alabama. Some of you are, are nodding your heads. You've probably been there uh, or have been to a, a Lambert's. They are across uh, Missouri and, and other places. A wonderful, wonderful uh, restaurant. Uh, so uh, their, um, their catchphrase 
uh, if you will, is the home of the throwed roll, okay? Now, for, for those of you that, that have not been there, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set this up. So you walk into a Lambert's uh, restaurant, and, and what, what you're hit with right away is uh, it being a very, uh, very custom decorated, right? So it's, there's, this, there's this homey feel, there's this warm feel that, that you are walking into, like, like home in, in a lot of ways. So you walk into uh, Lambert's, you sit down, uh, you're given a menu, and as you're browsing through the menu, there is an employee that uh, is walking around the Lambert's restaurant, and he or she, she uh, is throwing uh, bread, okay, to uh, the customers there. Now, now I want to set this up for you, okay? Um, a hot roll that is right out of the oven, okay, that's had butter uh, applied to it, and, and your preacher's personal uh, favorite is a little bit of honey on top of that. Let me just tell you, that is absolutely wonderful, is it not? Okay, can I get an amen on that? I, I, am I making you hungry? Okay, all right, so at Lambert's, the home of the throwed roll, you're looking through your menu, and you have an employee that's throwing bread, okay, at folks to snack on before the main entree comes. Well, I was with this, uh, with this group of youth, and we had sat down and looking at the menu, and the employee starts to throw these rolls. Now, I, I've got no evidence of this. This is just your preacher's personal opinion. I, I'm thinking that the employee that we got that was throwing the rolls to us was probably a rookie, Okay, probably a rookie, probably uh, hired just uh, just a couple of days or weeks ago. So, so the throwing ability what wasn't quite what it should be. Okay, so I want to set set this story up in that way. So we had some youth that were looking at the menu. We had other youth that were playing on their phone. Okay, you see where I'm going with this. So we had the employee throw a roll. A youth was not looking where the roll was coming. It pops the youth right on the head. Everybody's laughing. You know, the whole building just erupts there. And somebody pipes up and says, oh, he's been hit with the bread of life. So we laugh uh, about that. That that was a funny, okay? The other funny part was, by the way, the youth was fine, okay? The youth was absolutely fine. No, no casualty by 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 that incident there, but he had a butter stain on his head, which was hilarious, okay? Let me just tell you, that was funny. He's been hit with the bread of life. Jesus, in this scripture text, is speaking more about him, himself, than he is about bread. But he's taking something that his followers and his audience and you and I who are reading and believe in his words can connect with. And we know that bread is in fact a staple. You and I love bread, okay? We love it when it can be buttered and jelly put on it and honey put on it. But Jesus is saying there's some deeper meaning here that I want to tell you about, okay? So let's go to the text now, pick up with verse 
35, and look at the Lord's words once again. Jesus is saying in verse 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Ah, here we go. Jesus is using the illustration of the common ordinary piece of bread to say that, look, you and I can eat as much bread or drink as much water as we want to. But you know what? A couple of hours later, the next day, you and I are going to be hungry again. You and I are going to be thirsty again. Jesus is saying, look, if you take me in, if you consume me, if you ultimately believe in me, then your spiritual hunger, your spiritual thirst will be satisfied. It will be fulfilled, Jesus is saying. I love it how he's doing this, taking something right out of life and saying, hey, look, There's more to this. I am the way, the truth, the life. That's what Jesus is saying. He's spiritualizing the everyday, normal, common things to prove the point. Folks, I am this way. I am this truth, and I am life. So, let me also say this. With Jesus saying, look, I am the way in which your life can be spiritually satisfied. We also need to know this, that without Jesus Christ in our lives, hear me when I say this, there will always be an emptiness from within. Let me say that again. Without Jesus Christ in our lives, okay? Whether we experience Jesus by reading the Word of God, by praying for one another in worship, in our fellowship, through the discipleship means by which we are in Sunday school and have Bible and book study, without those means, there is an emptiness from within. Whether we know it or not, whether we deny it or not, without Jesus Christ, there will always be an emptiness from within. Here's what that means. You and I can live our lives and do what we do, and on the outside, everything looks great and merry and wonderful. But on the inside, where it really, 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 really counts, church. There is an emptiness without Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life. Let me pick up with verse 36 here. He goes on to say this, verse 36, but you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. Okay. 
There is an emptiness without Jesus Christ in our life. Here's how we can say that or look at that in another way. If we do not have Jesus Christ in our life, who is the bread of life, imagine there is an itch that you cannot scratch, okay? There is an itch that you cannot scratch. Here's what that means for my boys. They'll go outside with no shirt on, and they will get a mosquito bite on their back that they can't get to, right? Mommy, Daddy, come scratch that itch. It is a scratch, church, that you cannot itch without the bread of life, without Jesus Christ. Listen to me. This is very important. When there is a scratch that you and I cannot itch, here is the common human tendency for human beings. This is not a judgment call on anyone, okay? But this is how it is with, com with, with, with human beings, okay? And that is, if we cannot scratch an itch, here's what we often do. We pull and we grab from the world immediately, okay? We reach out into the world and we try to scratch that itch from the world. We reach out into the world. And in my personal opinion, in your preacher's personal opinion, that's why there are so many addictions that people deal with today. Okay? Because you are trying to scratch that itch that only, only God can fulfill, that only God can help you with and heal. Okay? That is our common tendency to reach out into the world. Okay? Reach out into the world. If you don't believe me, let me just name off some. Alcohol addiction. Drug addiction. Gambling addiction. Sex addiction. Shopping addiction. So many more. That is mankind reaching out okay, into the world and pulling. Seeking, hey, I, 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 need, I need this need, this hunger fulfilled. Out of angst, out of fear, whatever it may be, you and I, we pull immediately from the world. Listen to me. But here's the thing. If we pull always from the world the hunger still remains. It, it's like just putting a Band-Aid on it. When really, it's Jesus Christ who is the bread of life that will always be our salve for the soul. He is the only one that can fulfill as the bread of life that God-sized hole in our lives. Let me pick up now with 37 through 40. Hear these words from Jesus. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, 
and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God. Listen to this. This is the will of God, verse 39, that I should not lose even one of all of those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Church, it is only Jesus Christ who is the bread of life that can fulfill mankind's hunger and need to be satisfied. Let me say this. You're probably asking, well, well what, is that, what does that look like? for me? What does that look like for my daily life? What, what exactly are you talking about, okay? Because I want to be that. I, 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 I desire that. I, I desire not to just immediately reach out into the world for satisfaction, but to reach on high for satisfaction. So what does that mean? Listen to me. Go to the Word of God for that answer. And there's no better answer of what that looks like than David, King David. Let me, let me say this, church. King David was one of those individuals who, as Scripture says, was a man after God's own heart. He was chosen. He was set apart to do great and mighty things for the kingdom of Israel, for God's chosen people. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. He fell, and he fell hard, and he fell from grace. But you know what? He also received the opportunity to be redeemed. So we can look at someone who is not lily-white, by any means. A man who had his troubles, a man who sinned, a man that we can look at and go to, okay, and see through his writings, which one of those writings are the book of Psalms, how he desired the Lord. So let us go to Psalm 42, and let me read these words. I'm going to turn uh, in my own Bible here, <clears throat> 42, 1 through 3, and let me read along with you here. Excuse me, sometimes these pages just stick together. Okay, here we go. Psalm 42, uh, verses 1 through 3. Th th this is someone who, look, he was not perfect, but he desired a relationship with the Lord. Okay, beginning with verse 1. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. 
When can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food. I hear it, church. I hear it. This is a man longing for something that the world cannot give him. He's grabbing, but he's grabbing in the wrong place. He should be grabbing from on high. Okay, let me wrap it up by going to the last verse in the Gospel of John once again. Let us turn there. And I want you to hear in chapter 6 Jesus' words here, which I think are just absolutely perfect. He says this. He says in verse 40, For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Here's what I want to highlight here, verse 40. For it is my Father's will. Church, listen to me. Every day, you and I must be seeking the Father's will, okay? You and I must be seeking the bread of life, Jesus Christ, His Son, okay? Now, let me tell you why. Because the devil's will is this, okay, to fill you with lies, to fill you with deceit, and to also keep you so frustrated every day that you just throw in the towel and say, Lord, I'm defeated. That is the devil's will for your life. It is not a will that you and I need to be listening to or giving into because ultimately it leads to defeat. I am asking as your preacher to follow that will that will always lead to victory, and that is God's will. God's will which is Jesus Christ. Let me close with this Scripture, and it's the Scripture that opens up this text from John 6. What is God's will for your life? Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Verse 35, Jesus says it here. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, let me stop right there. Whoever comes to me. Church, that is our invitation. Whoever comes to me with their frustrations. Whoever comes to me, Jesus says, with your stress. Whoever comes to me with your sin. Whoever comes to me with your feelings of defeat or loneliness. Whoever comes to me, Jesus says, will never, listen, will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Church, 
let me caution you. It is so tempting that when we are faced with a trial, when we are faced with something that is bigger than we can handle, it is very, very common and tempting to reach out into the world and fill our lives and our mind and our bodies with things that are not good for us. Instead, church, let me invite you, okay, to step back from it, to offer a word of prayer over it, and to reach up toward heaven instead of out. When we reach up, we are reaching up for Jesus Christ, the bread of life. And when we receive that bread, church, the Bible says that we will never hunger nor thirst again. He's speaking about the Spirit. Let us pray.